Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, hello. We are going through the last section of the Life After Child Loss program this month in September. And it's all about loving yourself again, learning how to love yourself again um, after your child dies. You get free access to the Life After Child Loss program when you join Grieving Moms Haven. So when we talk about learning to love yourself again, it's about kind of how after your child dies, um, you become a different person. And so often, mothers tell me that they hate their lives and they hate themselves. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, I see this over and over again, how harshly these moms judge themselves in their grief. They are doing it wrong. They're not enough. They wonder what's wrong with them. And it goes on and on and on of how they put themselves at the bottom and underneath it all and believe they are not worth the effort or that they don't deserve to be taken care of. And I want to put a stop to this belief that you are not worth it because you are. You are completely worthy and matter as you are. But I know just me saying that won't help change this belief or experience for you. So I want to share a little bit about the ideas inside of this section to help guide you through this. And I want to say this um, as well, that like I can share information and you can learn and learn and learn and learn all these things. But as you learn them, and if you don't put them into practice, nothing's going to change. So either putting it into practice on your own and and not just learning all the time, or joining Grieving Moms Haven or coming to my in-person retreat in October, or doing one-on-one work or something that is helping you actually implement this stuff instead of just learning and not doing anything with it. So the first part of this is that there is a few different parts of who you are, who you were, who you are now and who you want to be. And you have to grieve who you were. There is no going back to who you were before your child died. There's a before and after when your child dies and who you were before and who you are now. And if you're anything like me, I longed to be who I was before. I cried and cried when I look at pictures of myself laughing I believed that I will never feel happy again. I would never have that kind of joy again. And I would say it's okay and it's actually even necessary to grieve this part of you. That part of you died when your child died. That part is gone. Then there is who you are now. This is who you are experiencing yourself to be right now. Maybe you don't even know who that is anymore. You don't even know yourself anymore. You might look in the mirror and you don't even recognize yourself. This is where you have to be okay with being exactly where you're at. Craving, being, learning, 
having compassion for yourself in your journey, opening up to the cracks and the holes in your heart and your body and allowing yourself to be there. This is where learning techniques like the mindfulness practices I teach um, and guide moms through and learning how to be in your body with grief can be so helpful in this time of grief. As you do this, then the next part is looking to who you want to be in your future. Maybe right now looking into your future feels impossible because of the emptiness it holds. But for me, I remember talking with a friend that we hope that something good comes out of this. We couldn't see for sure what it could be. We didn't know what was ahead of us. But we hoped that in some way we could become more compassionate, kind, friendly people who have a deeper understanding of life and for other other reasons. Um, we hoped that this wouldn't all be in vain, that you know our child dying and going through this horrific loss wouldn't just be the end of it. But with that North Star, I do feel like I have gotten there to a place where I am excited about my life and I love my life and I wouldn't want to go back to the person I was before Aria died. But you get to look at your life and you get to look at where you want to go and who do you want to be. You get to take an active role in your grief and a path of who you want to be if you want to do so. And right now, as you're going through the fire, you can look to where you want to go and it will guide you to how you want to take care of yourself right now. And throughout all of this, all of these parts of who you were and who you are and who you want to become is compassion. Compassion for yourself and for your situation and what you're going through. There's holding space for your grief, that your grief matters, and allowing yourself to grieve in the way that is right for you. When you learn to love yourself and you begin practicing self-compassion, you don't put yourself on the back burner every time and you get the, the last dregs of your energy, but you can make an appointment with yourself and stick to it. You make promises to yourself about how you are going to take care of yourself and what you need, and then you actually do them, which it might be the, the challenging part, which is for me too, I get it. You do what you say you are going to do. You know that you are worthy and that you can take care of yourself like you are worthy. You take care of yourself like you give all to your children and your relationships. When you learn how to love yourself, you learn that this is not selfish. It is not selfish to take care of yourself but compassionate and caring for yourself. And by doing that, you are also caring for the ones in your life. Because when you take care of yourself, everyone in your life benefits from you taking care of you. So I want to give some ideas here of kind of learning how to love yourself again or practices you can implement if you feel like this is kind of a part of your journey that you are looking to go into now. Um, so the first one I want to share is writing down some affirmations. And these can be like, I am learning, I am opening up to, I, you know, like those kind of statements, but I am learning how to love myself. I'm learning how to take care of myself. I'm opening up to the idea that I am worth taking up space. Um, you can choose 10 or so, and then 
I want you to choose one of three ways. You can either write them every day. You can record them, record yourself saying them and listening to them. Or you can say them to yourself while looking in the mirror. Each has a different level of intensity. And so do which one feels best for you. So the next one is when you feel yourself spiraling or going into that self-hate mode. So like that talk that just going in your head. Take the situation and put a friend in your shoes or one of your living children or someone you love really deeply. How would you talk to them? How would you treat them? Ask yourself that and ask if you deserve to be treated that way. Another exercise you can do, which is kind of fun and kind of eye-opening, is asking people in your life to tell you how they see you. Many times what they see in you is very different than what you see in you. Look at these things that they share with you and begin to notice those gifts and qualities that you have in your life that you may have perceived as bad and Notice the gifts you do have. Another one is make an appointment with yourself to take care of yourself. Um, I, I want to share a little story about this, but when you don't love yourself, you don't even bother taking care of yourself because you don't matter. So when you make an appointment, like if you if you schedule an appointment with a doctor or with a therapist or with a friend or with a loved one, most of the time, we hold ourselves accountable to that appointment even if we don't feel like it even if we're like oh my gosh it's just too much i can't do it or we like force ourselves to go because we feel committed to that person what if you can make an appointment with yourself to take care of yourself um because most of the time we think we're too busy or we don't have time but really it's you standing in the way of you that you are not making that time for yourself and so if you can make an appointment for yourself, like you matter, you know, making sure that you show up for that appointment for yourself, doing whatever you want to do, like taking care of your physical appearance, but also your mental and emotional self. So you could put in your appointments, um, making time to do tapping meditations or mindfulness practices, yoga, breath work, journaling, brain dumps, whatever helps you the most. Because only you can take care of you and you get to make that choice to start now. And so I hope you will. I really, really hope you will. And the last one I want to share is to start paying attention and just kind of become mindful of the mean girl in your head. You can even name her. You can give her a name. That way you can begin to separate from her, noticing her and being like, oh, here's so-and-so again, telling me I'm worthless and that I shouldn't bother. But I actually don't listen to them them anymore. So thank goodness I don't need to listen to them. So I hope you will at least try one of these things that I shared with you. Or better yet, just come join Gravy Mom's Haven and really begin to implement these things. But take one of these things and just start to open up that compassionate, caring love for yourself. I know how dark it can feel and how when your child dies, it can feel like, what's the point? Why bother? But you are here for a reason. You matter. You have the, um, you're, you're so beautiful and you need to, to step into who you are 
and take care of yourself because you do matter. And I just, I hope you can hear me say that, that you are worthy and you are worthy of taking care of yourself. If you have been listening to this podcast and you have gotten help, if it's saved your life, like many of you have messaged me and told me this, I want you to know that this podcast is just the tip of the iceberg in how I can help you. If this has helped you, why haven't you dove in further? You could dive in further to Gravy Mom's Haven or to come to Gravy Mom's Haven Retreat or working one-on-one with me. I promise you, if you have noticed changes with this podcast, going deeper with me will help you on a whole new level. And why not get help and guidance in what is the hardest and most challenging thing you can ever go through? I always create this podcast with you in mind that you would learn even one small thing that could help ease the pain of grief for a moment. So I want to encourage you to take what works for you and leave the rest. We all have our own journeys and I will continue to share on here what I've learned and what I continue to learn. I'm building the path for you to follow so you can have a guide of sorts through the darkness. So take care, my friends. I'll see you next week. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Gravy Mom's Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Grieving Moms Haven at www grievingmomshaven.com.